uh, what this challenge or what this course is going to be doing. And, uh, and so um, what we're going to be doing is going to be setting the stage to sell the product you have in various forms, whether you choose to use PLR or not. And this is going to be for people who want to be inside of the make money online market or people who want to be outside of that market. And I know there's a significant number of people who don't necessarily just solely want to focus on the JVZoo Warrior Plus world. You have talked to me and I have heard you. And so we're going to be talking about building a brand. And actually, when you think about it, when your platform is right, you'll be able to do both. And so if you do what we're going to be talking about here in the challenge, you won't necessarily have to not sell in the Warrior Plus JVZoo market. In fact, um, you'll be better set up to sell there even if you want to. It's better to kind of go broad. You can always come back and you can sell within the niche if you do what we're going to be talking about here uh, in this session. And so that means that even if you plan on going into your local area, you will be able to take these principles that we're going to be talking about to help you in that. So this is going to work for you even if you decide you either want to go into your local area to be a consultant or if you want to go into your local area and you just want to teach internet marketing, you just want to teach information marketing. Everything we're going to be talking about here in the 30-Day Reseller Challenge will help you to be able to do that. Um, and you will be able to do this if you want to build an online following and an audience. So wherever you want to do that, uh, this is going to help you. If you want to build an online following within, as I said, the MMO market, which is I'm, when I use that phrase, I mean the JVZoo Warrior Plus market. And um, all of the principles we're going to be talking about are going to be timeless and evergreen and transferable. So everything that you're, everything we're going to be doing and working through, these are going to be things that you're going to be able to go through and work through three years from now four years from now, five years from now, all of the time. We're talking about foundational principles that, again, you're going to be building an audience of people that are going to be listening to you and are going to be waiting for the things that you have or if, if mildly at least interested in what it is that you have. Um, we also want to think about this um, is in terms of the fact that you probably should have decided on some market you want to focus on, some business-related market. Now, if you need to do that, then this is a good time to just kind of narrow down or clear out all the noise and decide on the people that you want to reach. But you really should have done that by now, or you should have some idea of who you want to reach. And you could conclude that you may need to switch your sub-niche, right? You may need to switch the, 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 the tiny focus that you're going to be uh, really kind of looking at. You may need to switch niches altogether, right, in order to do this. And hopefully if, if if the, if the challenge forces you to do that, that's going to be a good thing because uh, typically, you know, sometimes we'll wait until a niche is just right before we decide to go into it when really uh, probably one of the best things we can do is to kind of get into a niche and we discover after getting into it that it's not going to work monetarily, then, you know, we will have discovered that quickly rather than having waited. And so you want to make sure that you have a, a, a kind of um, exhausted all your avenues before you conclude you're in the wrong market though, right? So, so don't just kind of hop niches or hop sub niches and conclude this is not going to work. You want to make sure that, you know, you, you've, you've done everything that you can. You've exhausted your, you know, you've exhausted your, 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 your opportunities. This is going to help you to do that. Uh, so, so going through this for 30 days is really going to help you to kind of figure out, okay, you know, is this the right niche for me? Is am I going to be able to do something in this niche in order to generate an income? And finally, um, when, we, when we talk about offline, as I just said, um, we're not talking about the fact that you're going to be a consultant. So um, this is a totally different thing than your being an agency consultant. Um, if you want to apply the principles, if you are a consultant or you want to find consulting customers, you'll be able to do that, you know, in what we're going to be talking about, you know, in this 30-day in this challenge. So, so let's, that was kind of a precursor to this overview. And, and probably what I'll do is I'm going to stop here and, and, uh, and, and I'm going to just do the overview tomorrow because I, what I really want to do is I don't want to make these long. I want these to be about five minutes. Um, I don't want them to be, you know, super long so that you don't have, you don't feel like you want to watch them, you know, on, on a daily basis. Um, so, so let's, let's, let's do this. Let's stop here and let's pick it up tomorrow at the overview 
of the entire course. What I wanted to do is just kind of give you a preview of what this is supposed to do for you. But what I let's do a course overview today. And this will probably be done in two parts. I think that we'll probably only get to the first part of the overview today. And so what we're doing is we're developing deep roots for you to be paid for whatever it is that you're doing. And so the, the thing that we're trying to build is going to be a platform, obviously. And if you have a platform, it really doesn't matter. Now, if you're selling to consumers, typically, um, you're, you're probably not necessarily going to need a platform, although it helps. Now, if you're selling to people who are going to be in business, you're going to be selling to people who are going to be looking uh, for you to, as a resource, then you're definitely going to be able to use what we're going to be talking about here in order to kind of set yourself as an authority in whatever your sub-niche is going to be. And so we are talking about developing deep roots in a market. And when you develop those kinds of deep roots in a market, what you're doing is you're develop, developing a connection and you're, you're pretty much setting yourself up to be a destination so that when people find you, what they're going to be able to do is they're then going to be able to join you and what it is that you have to offer. And any information market, right, you've got to have multiple ways for people to get something that you have. And that's whether or not you're going to be offering multiple things or people have multiple channels where they can get the information that you have to offer. And that's what we're going to be doing here. And we're going to be creating those alternatives. Now, you're not going to use every channel. And you're not going to use every level of product for your customer. But you do want to be able to do multiple levels. And you want to put it in multiple places so that people can get to you and people can get that same information. And so what you want to do is you want to have people to have different windows into what you do, into what you're talking about. Whatever is your emphasis, you want to give people different windows into that. And when possible, what you really want to have is for them to have different formats to purchase their information. That's what we're talking about. So, you know, in some cases, they're going to be able to get a physical book. Some cases they are going to be able to get an information product. Some cases they're going to be able to get a Kindle book. Some cases are going to be able to hear what you're talking about in a podcast series. Some people are going to hear it in a video series, free or paid. You want to have different formats for people to purchase and get the information that you have. And what you don't want to do is you don't want to have lots or too many idea or products right and th this is this is typically what happens to people they th in, in order to build a product snowball one of the ways in which you do that is you continually reinvent what you have so that different people can experience it rather than recreating the wheel over and over again when you do this what you're doing is developing deep roots in the marketplace and so you are trying to affect you're, you're, you're affecting people uh, with a problem you know how to solve at a very deep level. And what you're also doing is the equivalent of creating uh, what you're not doing, right? What you are not doing is you are not doing the, the equivalent of creating a Hollywood production on a regular basis. And so uh, you, you're, you're, you're not going back over and over again, starting with a brand new idea, bringing it from the ground up, launching it and relaunching it, marketing it and remarketing it, looking for affiliates, looking for other places. What we're doing is we're taking one idea and we're exhausting that idea before we move over to another idea. And when you have those deep roots, all you're really working on are a few assets that you can build up and tweak over time. Right? Instead, of, instead, of, instead of having lots of assets that you never quite finish and that you never quite build up over time and find new audience for them. Of course, um, you can continually use the launch model if you want to, right? So that, but you just have to know that's not a deep-rooted strategy. You've got to continually come back to the well and you've got to continually launch in order to sustain what it is that you're doing. And what you want to begin doing is taking your best ideas testing them and developing them and let those ideas help people. And then uh, what we're doing then is we want to make them available in different formats and then at all levels. Now, I've been talking about over the last couple of weeks, and I hope that you have had the chance to read the book, Perennial Seller. And if you haven't, highly suggest that you go and get that book and that you read through it. It's by Ryan Holiday. You can get it from Amazon, you can get it on Audible, but this is, a, this is a key book in where we are right now in information marketing because what we're talking about here is developing deep roots in the marketplace, and he really does expand on this. So again, if you haven't picked up this book, I would highly suggest that you do that. And inside of this book, 
he talks about comedian Kevin Hart. And I have no love or hate for Kevin Hart. I don't even watch comedians. I'm not even sure if I fully know what his routine is. But his example is going to be important to us because these are the kinds of roots we want to develop, even though we're not going to be doing the very same thing that he's doing. Now, Kevin Hart, as I understand, is kind of known for the same kind of hustle as it's in the same way that Kobe Bryant was known for the work ethic, right? So, 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 so this is kind of the known commodity that you have with Kevin Hart. He really does hustle what he has. And some people honestly feel as if he may not even be as great of a comedian, but he really does hustle to get his, to get his brand, to get his platform built. Now, early on, around about 2010, he really could not get his TV or movie career to really take off the way he felt like it should. And so what he decided to do, and I think this is instructive and it's important, he decided then to go on tour to small clubs in cities where he had no following. So he took the same routine, he developed that same routine, but he took that routine to places where they hadn't heard of him and they didn't care about him, so he could refine it for those people. And then what he would do is on every chair at all of these venues, he would have his people put a card on the chair that says Kevin Hart wants to know who you are. Right now, I mean, obviously you're not going to be using a business card, but I think you're going to get the point. Now, here's, what, here's what's important about this. He did this for four years. So, so his, his list and his platform didn't just happen. It wasn't an accident. This is something that he did for four years. Now, all of this is going to be inside a perennial seller. And I may not be doing it justice. Again, I really hope that you'll read perennial seller because it's very important to understand this idea of building a platform and how we're going to do this in order to develop the deep roots so that we can sell what we have without having to recreate the wheel over and over and over again, as opposed to finding new audiences. And years later, right, here's what's really important about this whole business, this whole idea of having a platform. Sony then had to pay him for access to its platform. Instead of him get, kind of giving it over, you know, kind of glad that Sony would put him in a movie, what he said was that, well, yeah, if you want access to my followers, then there's going to be a cost to that. And when you have that kind of following and those kind of deep roots, you can command that from at whatever level that you are. And this is what we're talking about doing, developing as deep roots as you can. And so this is when you've got something awesome. I assume if you've already got something awesome, and so what you want to do now is you want to start to develop these kinds of deep roots into your business so that you can just transfer into different markets and touch the lives of different people. Okay, so that so 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 we're gonna we're gonna stop right here. I'm gonna pick it up tomorrow. We're gonna do part two of the overview. And basically, uh, what we're gonna do today is day two, and I want to finish the overview today. And, and we are talking about developing deep roots in order for you to be paid, right? Deep roots in order for you to be paid. I've already done, um, I've already done uh, uh, the, the, the first part of the overview, um, and that's also in the group. It's also on my YouTube channel. And so let's talk about this. One way to think about this um, is that you've got one idea that you're going to be sharing in a number of different ways. Remember, when we're talking about deep roots, what we don't want to do is we don't want to spread ourselves thin. Um, only over a bunch of products, right? Um, the more meat we mature in information marketing, right, the way that you're going to be able to sustain yourself as well as to sustain your income is if you can transition your business, if you can transition your thinking into creating one, one awesome idea and develop that one awesome idea and then continue to move that awesome idea into different channels and once you've exhausted those channels then move it then move to a new idea as opposed to starting in one channel and then doing a number of different ideas over and over again it is exhausting right and so over time what you want to do is you want to develop one idea and then to expand that idea across multiple channels so um, think about, let's, let's say I took your best idea. Let's say we took your very best, your one single best idea, right? And let's, let's envision that idea inside of a Kindle book, a physical book, or an audio book, right? That's one channel. Let's then rethink that, 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 that idea. And that idea then becomes a digital or physical information product, right? Again, we're talking about your very best, your single best one idea. We're developing deeper roots. Then we're talking about that single one idea. 
turned into a free or paid online community, right? And then, same idea. We turn the same idea into a local meetup. Now, what are we not doing here? We're not going through the process of doing a Hollywood movie, right, over and over again, which is basically what we're doing when we launch over and over again in different titles. Now, again, I know that that is a, it's a transition we've got to make in terms of mentality. It's, 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 I'm not saying that this is going to be easy to do, but I do want to get you thinking about that and to envision what it would be like if you could do that. Envision what it would be like if you had one idea that you were working on and you were perfecting idea and that idea became a Kindle book. It then became your information product. It then became your paid online community. It then became a local meetup. It then became thing, something that you coach people on, right? Because you are, again, you are the expert on that thing. It then became a live online event. We're talking about one idea. And I think if you, if you really follow some of the larger players, if you follow some of the longtime players, if you follow people who did this before there was internet marketing, right? Before when information marketing was only cassette tapes, this is basically what they did. Now, obviously there was no Kindle book, but if you, if you think about this, we're talking about one idea that became all these different channels, um, a live in-person event, right? Same one idea, right? One idea. You know, and then also a physical newsletter, software applications, taking your best idea and turning it into something where you are basically, um, uh, I'd say, automating the process for somebody. And then turning that same idea into e-commerce and physical products. So again, we're not talking about the exhausting process of taking one idea and, go, and taking it across multiple little, you know, one channel. Right, over and over again, we're taking our same idea and meeting people, different people in different channels. And again, once we exhaust our venues, and what I've given you is not a comprehensive list. It's a good list. But if you did, if you took one idea and you did everything here, you'd have a pretty good, you'd have a pretty good reach across everybody who would possibly come in contact with your idea, but it's not exhausting. I mean, there are other things you could do. Once you do all these things and you exhaust the venues, that is then when you transfer into a different idea, right? So, so again, we're talking about deeper roots. We're not necessarily talking about, you know, one idea. Or we're not talking about multiple ideas. We're talking about one idea exhausted across multiple channels. And when you think about this, um, uh, you'd have to be considered this, uh, that, that, that you'd be doing this um, with prospects and customers. Right. Um, and then you can do this. You know, when you have deep roots, you can also spread this across partners. So if you think about uh, the fact that you're going to have new partners, you're going to have new affiliates right, in each channel. And what you're basically doing is you're finding all of the prospects that you can you can find for this one idea, all the customers you can find, all of the partners you can find all the affiliates you can find, and even the sponsors you can find if you're doing a podcast or you're doing a video cast or you're doing a YouTube channel. Again, when, you, when you're taking one idea and you are continuing to focus on that one idea, you will then leave yourself open to sponsors being able to find you. Right? I think sometimes if you start thinking about trying to find a sponsor, you know, and, and so you've got this, you've got this one thing, most of us, right, particularly of us in the JVZoo Warrior Plus uh, information market, we don't stand anything long enough for a sponsor to find us, right? But if you stick, if you kind of stick into something long enough and you do enough damage across multiple channels, you leave yourself open for a sponsor to find you. Um, and they're always going to be competition. You're always going to be, be, uh, be, be, you're not going to deal with that, but we're not concerned then about competition when we're developing deep roots. What we're looking to do is serving up met need in the ecosystem. So, so we're not just kind of going out there with our own idea. We're looking for an area that's not being served. And so, and so when we find that, that area and we take our idea into it, we're then going to spread it across multiple channels. And basically, when you think about this, the reason that we want, we want partners, affiliates, and sponsors is we don't want, we don't want competitors. We'd much rather have, we'd much rather have partners than competitors. It's a lot, it's a lot better for you to get a little bit of a lot than a lot of a little bit, right? And if you can do that continually, you'll then be developing those kind of deep roots that we're talking about. And the deeper our roots, the easier it is for us to be able to sell our video courses, right? Now, if you think about, if you think about the, the area in which you've developed the deepest roots, that's going to be the area in which you're going to be able to sell any course you want, right? Because again, you've got an audience. 
you have partners, you have affiliates, you have sponsors. When you begin to develop those kinds of roots inside of a market, inside of a sub-niche, when you then release something, whatever it is you release, you're typically not going to release to crickets. You have people who are following your activity. Right? And so and so that, that's really kind of where we, we where I want to end up for today. I want Hey uh, good afternoon everybody. Uh, good afternoon and welcome to uh, session four and uh, we are going to be talking about uh, basically niching down today and j just some things that you want to start thinking about in order to get ready or to build the right foundation so that whatever you decide to do in terms of selling your videos or your video course or just about anything you want to do you want to start setting the stage to have the right people in front of you the people that really will be the ones that will want the most from what it is that you have to offer. And so we're talking about today where you're going to be putting roots down. So where to put roots down. And so what, we, what we've got to do uh, before in order to set the stage is we've got to really just define your sub-niche focus. And so if you're going to make these video courses sell, however you, how, you, know, however you do to them, you're going to have to add something to them that's going to be effective to a particular audience, but you really first got to define the audience. So the, the, the thing we want to do is to try to figure out whoever we are talking to. Kind of information, even if what you're doing is you're talking to people inside of the make money online niche. Um, you, you've still got to define that audience because this is really going to set the foundation for what it is you're going to do. And so th this is going to be true whether or not you're going to be creating your course from scratch or whether or not you're going to be doing rebrandable licensed content. So you can be doing specific PLR or you can be doing something where you're going to be creating something from scratch or even using the PLR in order to do that. Because the, really the main process um, is really determining what people want and need in a product. And so I've said this a while back. What you don't want to do is you don't want to just take any PLR product and just sell it exactly as is. I realize that that's what it's for, but in order to make it sell to a particular niche, what you've got to do is you've got to figure out first what do the people who are listening to you, what do they really want. And it could be a good idea to start out with the sales letter for your product uh, before you create it. And, uh, and to start uh, really adapting your product. So in other words, before you finish that process of creating something, or even if you're using rebrandable content, is to start by writing the sales letter. If you start by writing the sales letter, what's going to happen is it'll force you to think about what it is people really want before you start the creation process, because you don't want to go to the market with something you already have saying, hey, buy this. You want to make sure that it, you've already gone through that process of, creating something in accordance to the things that you know people want. And then once you do that, you'll then have a sense of what's going to need to be on the inside of your info, info product, and what's really going to matter people, and then what's really going to make them, uh, you know, what's really going to make them buy when you want to have that irresistible offer. So before we even do that, right, before we can determine that, you know, we've got to start figuring out, you know, the market we can best serve. Right. And, 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 and this is probably going to be the most difficult thing. Now, the, the easiest thing to do is to stay within the JVZoo Warrior Plus niche. But I know a lot of people want to be able to go outside of that market, want to be able to go outside of that niche. And so when you do that, or even if within uh, the Make Money Online niche, part of the process is to figuring out, you know, who you best serve. You know, what kinds of things you're going to be talking about on a daily basis that, you know, that, that don't exhaust you. And so, you know, what, what kind of contacts can you bring to a specific niche market? What kind of skills can you bring? What kind of experience can you bring? And then, you know, um, if, if, if you are going to be coming into the market and you're going to be starting something, you know, you, you really do need to be teaching something not already being taught, right? That, that's really going to be probably, probably the most important thing, you know, because you don't want to do something that somebody's already done. And, and kind of coming in there and sort of uh, adding on to the conversation. You do want to have something where you're going to be teaching a new part of the conversation. And so, you know, even if you've already niched down, part of the process is niching down until it hurts, right? And finding, you know, finding a market that's going to be underserved, in particular, 
one that you can offer something to. And, and, and it doesn't mean that you take, um, uh, you know, anybody's concept. You want to take a concept that's applied broadly and narrow it down. Um, for example, and there may be a lot of people helping realtors to get more business. But there and, 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 and but you know, there there are also people who are helping specific genders, right? In specific locations, right, with specific categories, you know, at properties at a specific price point, right? And there's a lot of areas for you to narrow down if you're just going to help help uh, help help realtors if you decide to niche down. And typically, you know, what you're trying to do is you're trying to figure out, you know, are is there enough interest if I niche down, right? <clears throat> Uh, and, and, so, and so if you niche down, let's say, to that niche market, let's say if you're going to niche down to help those particular, those specific realtors, you know, ones in a specific location with specific categories of properties and specific price points, what can you do or how are you uniquely qualified to serve them? And so here's how you're going to visualize the concept. I mean, assume that you had a business learning center of information videos for that market. Right. Let's say that you're going to take your information center. You have you've got videos on Facebook. You've got videos on Twitter. You've got videos on on YouTube. You've got videos on everything in terms of business. And you have that business information learning center. You know, what would the information what would the individuals in your sub niche need to know in addition to that? Right. Because that's what's really going to make your you know, your learning center stand out. Right. It's not just going to be the stuff just on Facebook, that's going to draw them and, and perhaps keep them. What's going to be that information that people are going to know in your particular sub-niche that you can add to those videos? And in the courses, you know, what do you need to do inside of a video course in order to make it relevant to the sub-niche? Think about those realtors that we mentioned. So how would you need to change or what would you need to add to you know, a Facebook course in order to make it make it relevant to those realtors in the specific sub-niche that we are talking about. And, then, and none of this is going to be straightforward. Everything is going to be niche-specific. Right? In some cases, you may be able to add an interview to a, to a video course. In other cases, you may need to add some written content. You may need to go and buy something else in order to add to that content in order to make it relevant for that specific sub-niche. You know, an, another way to think about this, what if you do a virtual summit? Who would you bring, and what would the what would the speakers be, be be speaking about in that virtual summit? Again, in order to make it relevant, and what kind of topics would your sub niche be interested in? And so, this is what we're going to need to do in order to make the courses relevant, right? We're going to need to make sure that we niche down to the audience that's going to listen to us, and we're going to need to make sure that we're going into an audience that has enough interest for us to be able to uniquely define ourselves. Right, so that's really all we're going to do for today. And we're talking about niching down and just basically some, some basic principles on niching down, building out your brand properties. And as session number five, now we are progressing through this process. And as you know, the goal of what we are trying to do is to help you to develop deep roots where you will be able to basically build the kind of audience that will want what it is that you have. Now, again, I mean, if, if what you're looking to do is you're looking to build within the Make Money Online or the JVZoo Warrior Pledge Niche, what I'm talking about here is going to be a bit of overkill. You don't have to do all this in order to do that. However, if you do want to go beyond that market, if you want to have a, a number of customers that don't frequent um, JVZoo Warrior Plus and ClickBank. If you want to go broader than that market, then this is what we are going to be talking about. And again, even the things that I'm going to be talking about, even though you would consider them to be overkill for our community, they still work. And if you did them, you'd still have a competitive advantage. So don't, don't discount this even if you're working within the JVZoo Warrior Plus or the Make Money Online niche, if you're doing these things, what you're doing is you're going to be doing more work, you'll be doing more for the customer ahead of actually getting a sale, and that's really going to set you apart from other people. So what we're talking about now is building out your brand properties, and this is where you're going to be creating content. And you want to have at least one property, if possible, that you own and control. I'm not talking about a fan page or a business page by Facebook or a YouTube channel. You don't own those. You rent them. And so you do need to have something where you buy the domain name, something that you own, 
and that that you don't have to answer to anyone in terms of what you're putting on that you know on that site I mean if you're right now if your site is on wordpress.com or blogger.com and you're basically renting space from them because it's free um, you're still subject to their rules and and eventually it could become problematic if you do anything out of the ordinary or anything competent or controversial so you're gonna have to be careful with that again the, the point of this is to get something that you are in full control over so at minimum I mean, if you don't have one right now for your brand, even if you don't know what the brand is, you can brand around your name, you can brand around something that, that even to the rest of the world may not even make sense right now, build out some kind of hosted domain site. Really simple to do because this really needs to be your home base. It doesn't have to be your final resting place. And if you don't have a sense for what your brand is going to be, I mean, again, you can do it around any name or any activity that you're doing. You can name it after the activity. You can name it after the, you know, whatever it is that you are focusing on. Do that then in order to get started. Just put that in the domain name and get started. Again, you can always switch to this, but you do want to have a home base. There's always going to be time and opportunity to change all of this, you know, if your business warrants it. Now. <clears throat> One of the things I want to tell you about this, you know, if you're going to get, you know, a hosting and domain, I mean, it's very easy to start doing these things and to get overwhelmed with putting in different kinds of plugins and themes for you to get into WordPress. And that's not really the point of this. It's not time for that. It's time for you to really, you're building a brand right now. And right now, the, the, the time for this is really just about getting something up and running. I mean, you can always come back to your site and do something more elaborate. Um, but you have to have a home base for your stuff. And so that's really the point of building out this property. One thing you're going to want to do at the very beginning when you get into WordPress, just enable the Kismet um, to block your spam comments. That's an easy thing to do. Um, and then you're going to make sure that you delete all the sample posts and pages. And, and that's just a minor thing, but it's something that you want to do. It's one of those things that I think hackers target or whatever the case is. So just do those two things in order to get started. Now, there are a number of things that you can probably do uh, in addition to those things, but those are the minimum. That's the minimum level that you're going to want to do. Also, you really do, if you're going to be using this for your home base, you're going to be putting your video content, you're going to be doing sales content here, uh, enable some kind of backup system. And there are a number of them available you know where you can actually back up something there's something called manage WP I think it is a plugin you can put into your WordPress site and you can do this in order to back up your system and again that's a that's an easy thing to do and if you already don't you know if you don't you don't want to you don't want to start paying for lots of backup space and all those other things you can use manage WP to get started again because this is going to be your home base you're going to have everything here. Just do that one thing. These few things will help you to get started. Basically, what you've got is you've got a basic defense up in order to get started. Then, um, basically, um, th this is going to be your place for all of your stuff. So we're going to be talking about putting training available, making training available. This is going to go there. We'll be talking about putting, you know, doing some kind of talk channel or podcast or video cast. This goes here. So every place where, you know, this is the place where people should be able to come and find out about your activity. Okay, and now one, one thing that is probably a cross between social media and, and something that you own is going to be YouTube. Um, you're going to have to keep in mind about this with YouTube. Um, it is free to use, and it's free to, it's free to upload whatever your message is. Uh, but you are still subject to their rules. So this does not belong to you. So again, don't look at YouTube as your channel. Um, you will own the content, but if you violate their rules, that channel can be shut down, right? And again, you should be using YouTube. Uh, it is available in order to bring you, I would say, traffic that you would not get otherwise, but you don't want to depend on that channel. So if you depend, if you tend to, to post your video content there. Um, you do need to make sure it's stored and backed up someplace else on the internet. You don't want to have it lost because it's not backed up. And then also, you know, when you upload wherever it is you're going to be putting, whether it is storage or on YouTube, make sure your files are labeled so that whenever you go and you've got to look for that file inside of your cloud-based storage, you want to make sure that it's easily searchable. So give it a name that is unique and give it a name so you can easily find it if you have to go into your cloud-based drive where you're going to have probably gigab I mean terabytes of stuff in there over the years 
You want to be able to find what you place up there quickly, and the only way you can do that is to make sure your name that you give the file is going to be super unique and then findable within your system. Okay, so so that's so that's really what we're going to talk about today in terms of building out your brand properties. So basically, now it's basically time for you to make sure that you've got a home base, right? One place for your stuff, one site. You know, and again, I mean, yes, you can build multiple sites for multiple products, all the other stuff, but this is one site for all your brands, one site for all your products, one site for your training, one site for your video cast, one site for your podcast, one site for all of those things, one site for all of those things is going to be on this site. Okay. Uh, building out your social media properties. And you really do, before you start this process, you need to have done everything else uh, up to this point. In other words, this really comes after you have built your home base because uh, where you're going to be placing links to all of these properties you're going to be building out, they're going to go onto your home base. So really, if you if you haven't done session six, if you haven't taken the steps in section six, I mean, please do not just watch the uh, the the videos. Uh, please go ahead and do session seven, six, which is building out your one site, your home base your your you know your your uh you know your brand property and so um one one property is always going to be between uh social media and ownership is going to be youtube and so uh when you start talking about doing that um uh what we're basically let's see uh, that's that's uh we're gonna we're gonna go through this okay let's start here uh, let's start here um so where are we going to start Right. Uh, where are we going to start? We're going to start with the networks that you're going to be building out. And so um, b basically, um, you do need to want to have your brand name on all of these areas. Um, you're going to want to have your brand name on YouTube. So you should have a YouTube channel, but you don't if you're not using it in your niche brand, go ahead and build out your niche brand channel. And, you know, you're going to be forced to look at building graphics for your niche channel. I mean, this is a great time to do that. And so if you already have graphics for the brand, uh, fine. If you don't, uh, at the very least, start build by building out the channel. Uh, definitely Facebook. I mean, if you don't have a separate Facebook page and a group, go ahead and build one right now. You don't have to be using it. don't have to, to, uh, to, to necessarily start putting it in place, but you do want to have it because when you get to that point and you're ready to build a group, then you'll want to have that group available. Um, you definitely want to have a page for the brand or the product line that you're going to be building out. Um, so you, you need to have a personal profile. Um, you should already probably already have that, um, but you do want to have in terms of basic uh, your, your basic business pages, you want to have a group available for the brand and a page available for the brand. Okay, and the page allows you to do things like, uh, you know, do your ads. It allows you to boost your posts. It allows you to pretty much advertise on Facebook. And it is the core product that you need that Facebook puts together for you to be able to advertise using their system. Now, I'm not saying that you need to start doing Facebook ads, but I am saying that you do want to have something specific for the brand and go ahead and build it out. And as you start posting content, you want to make sure that content is on your business page. More than likely, if you, ha if you have business customers, you're going to want to have LinkedIn. You probably, again, already have this. You probably have a personal profile, but you may not have built out a page for your brand, and you definitely want to do that. Now, I think LinkedIn allows you only one or two pages for, your, you know, for an account. So you're going to be able to be able to do this for two brands. So however you're going to consolidate your brands, then you're going to want to make sure that you're going to consolidate them in a way that makes sense to the customer under two headings. Okay. And you want to do that inside of LinkedIn. Now, again, if you don't have business customers, this may not be necessary to have this network as part of the ones you're going to be using. But again, um, this is a good time for you to make that brand consistent. So you probably already have, let's say, uh, graphics that you've done for your Facebook page and for your Facebook group, where you can start transferring those same graphics over to your business pages inside of LinkedIn. You want to make sure that your links are cross-promoted on both of the networks. You're going to do the same thing with Twitter. Again, uh, again, you want to again, make sure your brand is consistent. Now, you may have a personal Twitter profile, but even if you do, now go ahead and build out one with the brand. 
Um, same thing is going to be true with Qora. Now, you're not necessarily going to be able to brand your profile with Qora, but one of the things you are going to be able to do is determine what niche you're going to be operating in. And Qora is one that you want to, if you can, go ahead and get something that sounds like your brand and make sure it's already going to be set up. Instagram is going to be the same thing. Probably the only thing that's going to be in your way is going to be the name that you want to do that you're going to be using. I mean, again, I mean, if you can possibly make sure that their brand name is going to be consistent, you can do that here. Right, you can do that with your Instagram, uh, your Instagram account when you get it. Um, Reddit's probably going to be a little more of a niche strategy, and that may not be something that you're doing. But again, if you can get the brand name, you want to go ahead and do that. Um, Meetup.com is not necessarily going to be directed unless you have something that you're doing specifically local. Now, again, um, this is a good time for you to be able to make the brand consistent um, specifically with your meetup profile. Now, if you're not going to be doing meetups, then you don't necessarily have to have graphics done, but you can then make sure that your, your profile is going to be consistent. And, you know, if you're going to be pros promoting you know, your other networks, your blog and your links, you can do that inside of your meetup.com profile. Same thing is going to be true with Pinterest. Again, more of a visual medium. This may not be something that you're doing, but it is a way to get search traffic. And then medium.com is a blogging platform. And it's going to be something that you're going to make sure that's going to be not necessarily consistent in terms of the look, but you do want to make sure it's going to be consistent in terms of the content. Um, if you are doing something that's going to be visual in nature, your your you know and your uh, your audience is going to be younger. You're trying to reach a really younger audience, then you can use something with TikTok as well as with Tumblr. Okay, so what's the goal with all this? Uh, what are we trying to do? Why, why are we building up either one or some of these networks? And the idea here is not to use all of these routinely unless you determine that the audience is going to be in all these places, right? I mean, the, the only reason to use these networks is to connect with your audience, is to allow them to make you more relatable, is to allow them to see you so that they can see you and see, see you as someone who is trustworthy. If you can break the trust barrier by letting someone see you and letting someone hear you, I mean, you can do that on, effectively on these social media platforms. It is a way of branding that allows you not to necessarily have to work at branding, but what you're doing is by being visible is you're letting people see you and then you're then letting them, I guess, allowing them to know uh, that they can, they can then go ahead and trust you or even to make you seem like they're, uh, you're more like the person that they want you to be. Right. Um, what you should do with these networks is master at least one of them until you're getting the traffic you feel is warranted. So if you're going to work on Facebook, then master Facebook. Master milk all of the traffic that's available for your sub niche from Facebook before you move on to really focusing on another brand. Now, again, go ahead and set up the accounts, the accounts, and go ahead and set up the the, uh, the the sites, but don't focus on a second one until you've really mastered the one and you're getting traffic from it. At least all the traffic that you feel like uh, should be available to you. Um, typically, where you're going to start is going to be Facebook. Um, you may move on then to Twitter, maybe Instagram, LinkedIn, and or Pinterest. Again, all this is going to really depend on your brand and where your customer is. So focus on the one where your customer is. You don't have to start with Facebook, but you're probably going to start with one of these five. And then um, you can start including the others as you feel they are necessary. And some of this may to be, you know, made to be dependent on you having someone else to monitor and let's say manage these other properties. Right. If somebody has managed, if you get Facebook up and running and then you can get somebody to sort of manage some of the logistics for you, then you can then move on typically to another platform and then you can start building up the same, very same process. Um, what you want to do is to cross connect all of them. So in other words, you want to make sure that, you know, somebody on LinkedIn can find out where they can get access to all your other properties. Same thing on Instagram. Um, somebody should be able to be at least one or two clicks away from being able to get to these other profiles. So one of the reasons why you want to go ahead and do all these at the same time is you want to be able to cross connect them. So in other words, if I go to Facebook, I ought to be able to find out where I can reach you on Twitter. I will be able to find out where I can reach you on Instagram. All these other things can be in all these places. So again, that's the benefit of making sure that you have cross-connected and cross-promoted. Uh, um, and, then, and then again, all of these should be clickable from your site. So you want to make sure that you know, wherever somebody goes to your site, they can get to all of these profiles. Doesn't have to be at every blog post. Doesn't have to be in every, you know, everything that you're doing, every page. But they should be able to find you on any of these networks where they frequent, 
And so you want to make sure all of those things are going to be there on your home base, on your site. So as you set up these profiles specifically to the brand, make sure at first they're going to be connected to you on your site and then start cross connecting them with the other networks. Okay, so that's all for today. And we are going to uh, start the process of reaching out to contact people. And this is going to be a step that you'll actually be doing well after the challenge. In fact, this is something you'll be doing every single day, you know, inside of the niche. And so once you really start this process uh, and, and, and you start thinking about, you know, how you're going to develop connections, how you're going to, you know, generate traffic, you know, how you're going to find affiliates, how you're going to find the right products to promote as an affiliate. Uh, this is going to be the way. And so this is going to be something that you'll be doing. Now, the, the only thing about this is that you're going to be formalizing the process and you're going to give some science to it as opposed to making it random. A lot of people do this, but they do it, uh, I would almost say haphazardly. And it's easy to do haphazardly because in the make money online niche, you know, so many people are producing their own product. You typically don't have to look for anyone in order to find quality products to promote as well as people to connect to because they're reaching out to you. However, uh, this is going to be a place where you're going to want to develop some science. You're going to want to develop a process, and that's what we're going to be talking about here in this, in this session. So the, the, the title of the session is the Dream 100, and it's not a concept that I came up with and in, in fact, it's been popularized by Russell Brunson. Uh, it was probably generated by a gentleman named Chad Holmes. And so uh, in the book, Ultimate Sales Machine, uh, Chad Holmes suggests that the way to enter your market or your sub niche is to find out who the most 100 influential individuals are. And this is going to be something that you don't want to filter people out. So regardless of what your niche or your sub niche is, you want to get the people down and you want to write them down and you want to put them on a list of people that you want to be able to contact, you want to be able to make connections with. And please do not limit yourself to people that you feel like are going to be in your league. Now, you may not start with the, uh, with the Oprah Winfrey of your sub niche, but you still want to have that person written down. And so you want to find out who those 100 people are in your sub niche. And the, the concept was recently repopularized, as I said, by Russell Brunson of ClickFunnels in one of his, not only in one of his books, but also in one of his uh, live events. And basically uh, what we're doing um, is that we are finding uh, the, these individuals. Um, and these are gonna be the individuals that you want to connect with in some meaningful way. Everybody who is positioned already in your sub niche or connected to your sub niche. Now, if you're gonna make headway, you want to at least know who these people are. And you wanna make sure that you have your hands around pr pr probably their position in the niche so that you can figure out what yours is gonna be. Um, at the same time, you know, when Chet Holmes wrote this book, one of the things you wanna realize is that there was no social media. And so even finding the people who are gonna be considered to be the most influential, they're gonna be a lot easier to find than they were when Chet Holmes actually initiated this concept. Um, but, but you can expect that these individuals are gonna always be the people, they're gonna get a lot of requests, right? So, so, so the, the wrong approach is just gonna be just to send this person you know, a message on their, on their social media page, or even to send them an email and to expect that you know, that email is gonna be written and they're gonna respond to you right away. And so we're gonna kind of talk about that in this session. But you have to understand that if these are the influencers, if these are the people that are directing the sub niche, then you can expect that they have already been contacted by people. They're being contacted people by every day, people every day. And so people are always contacting them with a promotional idea, you know, for their product. So we're going to approach this differently. Um, so we want to make sure that we want to have a high success rate with these kinds of people. We want to be able to connect with them. And so uh, expect that these people are going to get all kinds of notices on social media. Um, expect also that they're going to have a gatekeeper. So more than likely, even if they are typically doing all their business online, they probably got somebody who's going to be screening out the people that they're talking to. Maybe they don't, you know, depending on what your sub niche is, maybe you'll be able to get to them right away. Uh, but still, 
these are going to be people that are probably inundated with requests in order to do something. And so what you're going to have to do before you start your contacting process is you're going to have to stand out in some way in your first contact and the way you reach out, but also what you reach out for the reason in which you reach out and tip and even sometimes what you reach out with. Uh, and so you're going to have to determine um, who's going to be on the Dream 100 for you. And so the, the, your Dream 100 for your sub-niche is going to be different than everybody else. It's going to be different from mine. Let's say even if you're going to be working within the Make Money Online uh, market, your Dream 100 is going to look different than mine because your emphasis is going to be different, right? And so think about this. Um, uh, here, here's, here's what we're going to start thinking about is, is how do I break down the people that I want to talk to? Right. Um, and again, this is not this is not an original concept. You know, again, it was popularized by Russell Brunson, but this is something that you can follow in terms of who's going to be on your scientific, the, the list that you're going to go down one by one in order to connect with. Um, these are going to be the people that are going to be representative in these specific channels. Right. And you want to think through these things before you think who's biggest on social media. Right. So so first. Who are the influential journalists in your sub niche? And, and I'm not talking necessarily about, you know, just about blogs. I'm talking about maybe they're journalists with publicate national publications. Do put those people on the list. They have reach, they have influence, uh, they have, they come with a name, they come with a reputation. And again, I mean, we're not necessarily talking about what we're gonna do, but you wanna put these people down as going to be, as even as people who are going to be a resource for you. Who are the influential journalists? They can be in magazines. They can be in newspapers. They can be on television. They can be on cable news. Again, think outside of the online marketing realm. Who is an influential journalist in your sub-niche? Look for the best-selling authors in your sub-niche. Again, do, do not limit yourself to just the online information product market. Who are the best-selling authors in your sub-niche? Now, again, I'm not talking about in the niche. If, you, if you're thinking really broad and you're looking for the biggest, uh, biggest business authors, that's probably not going to work, right? You want to find the people who are writing down in the areas of your, or your, your narrow down sub-niche. Who are the authors who have written the books, whether they're Kindle or physical, whether they're best-selling, who are they, right? You want to get them down on your list. Who have, has the most popular podcast? Again, in your sub-niche. Please do not think and go broad with this. Think narrow, right? Because there are lots of categories. There are lots of ways to get up to that number of 100. And so you want to keep it narrow. Who's pop, publishing a podcast in your sub-niche? There may not be anyone. Right? And that, mean, that may mean that what you need to do is you need to be the person producing that, that podcast. But regardless, you want to find the people who have the most popular podcasts who talk about the issues in your sub-niche. Right? And I mean more than just an episode or two. I mean, not someone who kind of touches on your subject. You want to find the person or the person or people who really are zeroed in, dialed in to the, to the issues in your sub-niche. Look for the individuals making sales of their information product, once again, in their sub-niche. So, so again, keep focused on your subject matter. Um, look for the individuals on content-based platforms. What I mean by content-based platforms, I mean places like Medium. I mean places like Udemy. I mean places like Skillshare. You know, who, who are the people who are producing content on these, on these platforms? Look for the individuals that have substantial email and snail mail lists. Now, if you're in the sub-niche, you ought to already be on their list. So in, in other words, one of, the, one of the steps in this process is you're going to get on their list, but you need to find out who has the list in your sub-niche, who is mailing people and talking to people on a regular basis, whether they're selling or not. You have to find out who these individuals are. You should be on their list already. You should find out what they're mailing. And then this is the process in which you are doing partially Part of what you're doing here is you're doing research, but the other part of what you're doing here is you're determining who do I need to connect to? Who do I need to develop a strategy in order to, you know, if you're doing a show or if, you need, if you're doing a blog, if you're doing some kind of podcast, if you're doing some kind of video show, who are the people who you need to get onto your side? Please do not do this at random. What you want to do is you want to get the people who are going to give you the biggest bang for your, you know, for your promotional buck 
when you actually, let's say you, you actually host them or you promote to them, keep it central and focus on your sub niche. And so in this process, what you're doing is you're making a list of individuals that you want to target. Now we're, we're and, and so, and so when you do this, these are going to be the people that are going to help you, whether wittingly or unwittingly, whether knowingly or knowing, unknowingly, whether through their own network or even the people that they connect to. Um, these are going to be the people that are going to bring you the traffic and the influence. And again, this is a long-term process. We are developing deep roots in a sub-niche so that, again, th the whole purpose of this is that once we really get a traffic snowball moving in our direction, then that, that traffic is going to come to us in, in, inevitably, probably indefinitely. Right? We want to get a, an avalanche of people, a snowball of people, a momentum-forming a momentum snowball of people to our platform. And the only way that we do this is that we make connections to those people who are already deep-rooted and producing things in our sub-niche. Now, if we're the first person there, wonderful. But even if we're not, we want to connect to the people who are already producing in the sub-niche. Okay, so that's all we're going to do for today, and we're going to pick it up, and we're going to talk more about the Dream 100 tomorrow and maybe even a session after that. And so today, what we're going to be talking about here is the Dream 100. And so this is really going to be part two of what we have been talking about here. And in, in so doing, what, we, what are we trying to do? We are trying to build deep roots in our niche. And what we're trying to do is we are trying to come to the point where we have traffic coming to us because they want to come to us. And we don't want to drag them kicking and screaming and hog tying them to what it is that we're doing. We want them thinking of us and we want them coming to us because they like it. Now, one of the things we're going to be talking about in this series is we're going to be talking about Kevin Kelly's concept, which is 1,000 true fans. We are not quite at that point. What we're trying to do right now is we are establishing our foundation. And we are establishing a foundation now for traffic and connection within our market or within our sub niche. And so assuming that you have gone through the previous session, and hopefully you have, uh, if you have gone through session seven, remember this is an ongoing process. You should already be working with your dream 100. In other words, you should, re you should really be dialing into the people that you're going to be working with and the people that you want to connect to. But you do need a connection strategy. You need a reason as to why these people are going to be, you know, are, are even going to be interested in you when you first reach out to them. Now, one of the things that Russell Brunson suggests is purchasing one summer all that individual's creative work. Right? Now, that may not be the most cost-effective way to do it, but that is a way for you to be able to do it. And one of the, the, the easiest reasons to understand that is that you're just going to use their support link to reach out to them, right? And you're going to use their support link as an existing customer. And that's going to get their attention right away faster than probably anything else that you're going to be doing if they do not know you at all from a can of paint. And of, course, and of course, one of the things that we said last time is that you just don't want to start sending blind emails and blind social media messages and expecting to be getting past gatekeepers and expecting to get the attention of these people. Again, I mean, we're trying to dig down into deep roots into the sub-niche. Um, typically, these people might already be a name. They might already be an influencer. But regardless of that fact, you want to be able to get their attention. And so absent this strategy of buying all their products, or even some, or even, even one of them, um, you're going to have to have all their contact information centrally located. And so basically, one of the things you're going to be thinking about while you do this is understanding their business well enough, or understanding their organization, or understanding what they're trying to accomplish, is trying to find a way to serve them. And this is something that actually Russell Brunson does talk about. This is going to be something that's going to be easy to do. Typically, if somebody's got a book launch, or they've got a product launch, or they've, or they've got something that they're into, maybe there's a charity, you can find a way that you can serve that individual. Um, do they have a book, or product, or business, or organization launch? Do they have some kind of problem that you are uniquely able to solve? Um, if you do, if they do, then this is going to be something that you're going to be able to do. It's something that you're going to be able to establish with them. Now, one of the easiest ways for you to provide value for them um, is to request to interview them, right, to promote their most recent activity. That's going to be one of the ways in which you can do it. Um, if, you can, if you can find a way to interview them about whatever it is that they are doing, 
you are going to then be able to probably serve them in a way that will help them in whatever it is they're trying to do. Now, if they've got creative work, typically this is going to be something that's going to really help them. I want you to note something though. Um, this is not something that's going to work on all individuals at all times. Don't just kind of think that, well, I'm just going to offer to interview them. And especially if you don't really have anything else going on in terms of doing interviews, right? I mean, just don't offer it, you know, to them. And in, in the next in the next session, we're going to be talking about some connection strategies, and we're going to even go beyond that when we get to the to the session beyond that, where you you're going to have a talking channel. But now what you want to start thinking about is what do you have right now that you can use in order to, to, in order to serve this individual. Another way to really accomplish the interview um, is to put on an event um, in your dream, that your dream 100 headlines, right, either virtual or in person. So in other words, you can make them the headliner of your event or headliners of your event. Right, um, you know, thinking about in particular doing some kind of virtual summit, you can make them the headliner. Um, now, when you make your initial contact, um, you're going to want to do something that other individuals have not done, are not doing, or they're not willing to do. And that may sound vague, but you're going to have to think about this because, again, you have to understand that these people are already getting inundated with requests. So you're going to have to go beyond, probably the higher up you go, the higher up in influence that this individual is, you're going to have to go and be willing to do something that other people have not done and they're not willing to do. Here's some examples. Maybe you might write a snail mail handwritten note. Right now, you might feel like that's overkill, especially if the individual doesn't acknowledge it or say yes. But again, going beyond what other individuals are willing to do, you're going to get this person's attention. A snail mail copy of your book. Now, you may not, we have not discussed this, but if you already have a paperback book that you have already written, you can send that individual a copy of that book. And again, yes, in the mail. Um, you can send a snail mail sample of your product, right? Maybe you're going to send it by some kind of thumb drive or some kind of way that they'll get access to it. You might do a video introduction. And you're just going to record yourself by webcam and you're going to send it by YouTube. You're going to put it on a private link and send it to them. Again, introducing yourself to them and why you want to reach out to them. Again, you're not just sending an email saying, hey, you know, here I am. I'm really cool. I'd like to work with you. I'd like to really talk with you. No, you're going to really put something together that's going to, that's going to make you stand out from everyone else. Again, record this privately on YouTube or Vimeo and send them the link to your video introduction into what it is you're doing and how it is they fit into it. Uh, you're probably still going to want to reach out to them using their social media. You should already be interacting with their post already. So th this was not something that was said at the beginning, but this is something that you should already be doing. And again, you don't have to, you don't, you don't have to be uh, fawning over them. What you really want to do is you want to react to things genuinely. Mate. The things that intersect what you're trying to do, you want to interact with those things, and you want to be interacting with these individuals on social media. Now, again, you don't want to have your time taken up by social media. This is something that you want to make sure that even if you're not going to outsource it, that you spend a specific amount of time doing, but you leave the, the bulk of your, of your time spent on both uh, creating something awesome as well as the other marketing strategy we're going to be talking about. Now, make sure you mention, I mean, your personal outreach that you've already connected with them, you know, on their social media. And one of the reasons you want to do this, this is going to make them easy to get back in touch with you. So again, you send a snail mail handwritten note, send a snail mail copy of your book, sample of your product, your video introduction. What you're going to do then is you're going to tell them, hey, we're already connected on social media. Maybe they know, maybe they don't know. But again, what this does is it means then that it's easy for them to start getting back to you. Okay, and then what you want to start thinking about is what you can do personally. Uh, you know, what, what, can, what can you do uh, that will force them to take time out of day to thank you personally? Again, this is, again, you want to do something that's out of the ordinary. Um, let's come back to understanding how you can serve them best. And then, you know, I stated earlier, it may mean that you have purchased their products. Right? Now, again, maybe it doesn't, you maybe you can't do that with everybody in your Dream 100, but it may mean that you have already purchased their product. If they are an author, you have purchased their book. You know, one of the ways around that, we'll talk about this in another session, is you can do something with a, a, a service called Kindle. Uh, you can do something with Skillshare. 
you can do something with, uh, you know, with, with Kindle Unlimited. This can be a cost-effective way of being able to get access to an individual or get access to an individual's course and be able to talk about this and be conversant with them. We'll talk about this in the next session. Um, you're probably already following them on their, on their favorite social media. Again, stress favorite, wherever it is that they are personal and they are doing interactions, that's where you want to be. I mean, just because they have a Twitter account, they're not active on there. Connecting with them on there may not necessarily get you the, uh, the, the exposure or get you the connection that you want. Again, by trying to find the place that is their favorite social media. And then, you know, when you're doing that, you're already going to have a good idea of what's important to them. And then you're going to have the inside track on how to serve them best. And so that's really how you want to approach this whole idea of getting into talking to your Dream 100. Now, in the next session, we're really going to get into some, 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 specific, some specific script or some specific language you can use in your reaching out.